Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to AF 2.0. Today, I'm your host. Well, I'm always your host. But today, we're going to be talking about something that is super important and something I see a lot in our Facebook group specifically, but also see a, a lot amongst guys that are going through the divorce process. And maybe, maybe just maybe you're further along. Um, you know, it's clear that this thing is over. Uh, the divorce has been filed. Um, you know that it's time to move on. And so I'm going to talk today specifically about how to get over your wife and move on, um, especially if you've been married for a long time. Um, I was married for almost 18 years to my ex-wife. And contrary to popular belief, even though I was the one who filed for divorce, I still was in a huge amount of pain. Uh, I'm talking serious amounts of uh, pain, depression, um, there were times where I would feel so much anxiety. I would feel it in my lower back. Um, I would feel it in different parts of my body, uh, because my body knew that something was happening. My brain knew something was happening. My heart knew something was happening, but even my body, because you feel pain, you feel trauma in your body everywhere, right? So it's important that, that you understand this and that you give yourself the space. I say that grieving is like the ocean. It comes in waves. Grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves. It's not always the same. Some days you're going to be angry. Some days you're going to be sad. Some days you're going to be um, okay. Some days you're going to be numb. Some days you're going to be begging and pleading for it to be, you know, to be over and just to go back to normal and to go back to the way things were and all of this stuff. We, the, we call that the five stages of grief. Um, and if you go through any of my programs, um, I believe we talk about in the five-day uh, challenge. Um, I know I've done some training around it. We definitely talk about it in Thrive. When we talk about the idea of grieving the dead marriage. And here's the thing is that there's so much happening when you're going through this pain, but when you've come to the place and you've recognized that it's over, there's three main things that you've got to do in order to move on. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay those things out for you today and talk about them. And I'll talk about them in context with, with my story as well, because again, 17, 18 years of marriage um, was, was rough. Um, I remember specifically even the night that I moved out of my house waking up around five in the morning and was having a panic attack. Again, I'm the one filing for divorce, but I'm the one having a panic attack, not because I felt guilty, not because I thought it was the wrong thing, but it was because of this person that I lived with for 17, 18 years of my life that I loved so much that I loved so dearly that I gave all of my heart, all of my life to this person I knew was no longer the same. And I knew that the marriage was over and it, and it broke me and it broke me it was it was the hardest thing i could have ever experienced in my life and so everything i share today everything i share period comes from that place of men i fucking understand the pain you are in i fucking understand what you're going through and i fucking understand what you're experiencing um which is why i get a little pissed off when people say i'm just trying to scam you or i'm trying to whatever the fuck they, they think about me because they don't know my fucking story. They don't know shit about me or what I've been through. I'm here to tell you, man, that 
you don't have to live with the pain for the rest of your life. Um, I have been able to grieve this marriage. I've been able to move on from this marriage and I was able to get into a new marriage. Um, and, and, and it's an incredible marriage and it's an incredible relationship, completely different from what I had before. And not because I married better or, or whatever, but because I chose to honor things inside of me, I chose to change the way I did life. I chose to level up, if you will, in, in every area of life and, and thrive in every dimension of life that I chose to walk that walk. So when I talk about these three specific things, um, these are all things that I had to do and, and have done in order to, as you say, get over or heal from the trauma of separation, heal from and move on from your wife. Cause that's the thing, right? It's like, we're not just talking about getting over someone. We're talking about healing from the trauma of rejection, healing from the trauma of death. Divorce is death. It is death of relationship, but it can mean new life. Death does not always mean final. Death might be final for your marriage, but it's not final for you. Where there is death, there is always life. Where there is death, there's always life. Somebody needs to hear that today. Where there is death, there is always life. I can't tell you how many countless guys I've had go through my Thrive program. Man, and they come and they're just, they're just exhausted. They're tired. They've been fighting. They've been going through all this. They start doing the exercise. They do the homework. They show up in, in our, in our, you know, daily, you know, uh, group class, group coaching stuff. They, they show up in office hours. They, they show up and they start to build relationship with other men. And they start to realize they're not alone. They start to realize there's more to life. And, and as they go through that process, they put to death the old marriage, but then they start to realize that there is life after death that there is something beyond this death, that the divorce does not define them, that life defines them. And they choose to move past that. They choose not to get over, but to heal from the trauma of the marriage, to heal from the trauma of rejection, to heal from the trauma of betrayal, to heal from the trauma of abuse and, and, and toxicity that was in their marriage, that not just that their wife created, but that they created, that they were a part of, and they own their shit. So there's three things that you've got to do, three things specifically you've got to do if you want to not just get over your wife, but heal from this trauma and, and, and move past all of this shit that you're experiencing and the storm that you're experiencing. So number one, you've got to be honest about what you feel, but you got to be careful who you share it with. Number one, be honest about what you feel, but be careful who you share it with. The reason I say that is this. You've got to be honest with yourself first before you can be honest with other people, number one. If you're not honest with yourself, you're going to lie to yourself, which means you're going to lie to other people. I see this all the time. A guy will get on the phone with us. He'll start talking to our, our, our client success team or he'll start talking to one of our coaches or start talking to one of our advisors about his story. And it's clear that he's lying to himself about his story. He's telling himself a story that he's been telling himself over and over and over again. And our job is to bunch holes in that story. Not because we want to call you a liar, but it's because you're lying to yourself, which is dangerous. You're lying to yourself about what you're experiencing, what's going on. I've had guys laugh. I've had guys cry. I've had guys yell at me. I've had all kinds of things experience. I've even had guys just be completely numb because they don't even know how to feel what they feel. They have no grid for feeling the way they feel right now. And then others are just a, a basket case. Guys that you would see CEOs of multi, multi-million dollar and billion dollar companies I've seen just be an absolute basket case of emotion. Just can't pick themselves off the floor. Just so emotional, just so, uh, just done. Some suicidal. We get a lot of guys that are suicidal. 
And look, we're not the place if you're suicidal. There's a hotline for that. I think it's 988 now is the new number for it. Call them, get the help you need before you can work with us. But you have to be honest about what you feel. Be careful who you share with. What I mean by that is that after you're honest with yourself, you can't just go share this information with everyone. You can't just start telling your kids. You can't just start telling your parents, your friends, hey, this is what I feel. I feel all this shit. I feel all this. I feel all this. Because people will use your words against you. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. What I'm saying is be careful who you share it with. Make sure that who you are sharing with is a safe place. A lot of guys will go back to their wife and start sharing their feelings with her. And I'm like, dude, she's not a safe place for you right now. If your wife is not a safe space for you, you should not be sharing these feelings with her. Now, even though we teach guys to communicate, one of the things we teach them to communicate is in the word brevity. That is to use the least amount of words possible to get the point across. So when you communicate with brevity, you're not opening yourself up to a lot of stuff, which creates more toxicity. I've had a lot of guys listen to my message and go, oh my gosh, I got to communicate better. So then they go back to their wives and they just start just, just word vomiting all this, these feelings that they've had for their wife that they never shared with her before and how beautiful she is now all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't fucking care about that now. Or they give a cold shoulder or whatever it is that they, they do because now is not the time. So with being careful, this is, this is the way I really believe you should do it. Number one, I believe you should give yourself alone time. Now, contrary to belief, contrary to popular belief, people say, oh, you got to be around other people. I do believe you should be around other people, but you need to give yourself enough alone time to express what you feel. One of the exercises we have guys do in our 5D challenge is we have them go out into the woods and we have them do some journal exercise and we have them express in the woods, in the wild, what they feel out fucking loud without any judgment or any prejudice from other people because what you're experiencing is fucking painful. I remember the nights in my shower where I would scream at the top of my lungs because of the pain that I was experiencing because it feels like death. So you must give yourself alone time. The number, the second part of this is you got to journal. You, you got to write down the things that you're feeling. What I like about journaling is that journaling allows you to express an emotion or a feeling in a way that's safe. And it allows you to go back to and read what you were feeling in that moment, which is incredible because if you go back to and read the things that you experienced and, and went through, you're like, Oh my gosh, look how far I've grown. Look how much I've gone through. Right. One of the things we do when, when, when a guy joins thrive is we actually track their, um, their certain scores. Um, so we have them rate themselves on, you know, their sleep and happiness and, and all these things so that at the end they can see, wow, look how much I improved just by going through this 90 day program, I'm sleeping better. I'm eating better. I have a much clearer outlook on life. I feel way more secure in what's about to happen with me. I'm good. I like, like we hear that all the time with men that go through our thrive program and it's because they've dialed in. And they've done the actual fucking work. So journaling is healthy because journaling allows you to go back to what you were experiencing and see the growth and see where you've come from, that you weren't just feeling something in one moment and you just stayed there. No, it's, it's purposeful so that you can go back to it and go, look, I'm not there anymore. Third part about this, about being honest, is give yourself space to cry. 
You've got to give yourself space to cry. Guys, you can't, you can't just be angry. You can't just be an asshole. You have to give yourself space to cry. Like, Mark, I don't know how to cry. Well, that's something we teach and thrive, right? Um, I've had many guys get on the phone with me, and, and, and not just guys, but women as well. Um, and by the end of our call, they're just in tears because I, I, I speak to the heart. I speak to the heart of men and women and help them get in touch with what they're feeling for the first time ever. And it's a powerful gift. And it's a powerful thing I take with all humility because it's something I get to do with people and it allows them to be vulnerable with themselves. And when people are vulnerable with themselves, transformation happens. Transformation happens in that moment, happens when somebody is vulnerable and they're able to let tears come out because tears mean it mattered. When you're allowed to cry, it shows your heart that the thing you've experienced mattered, that it hurts. It mattered to you. It was important to you. Your marriage was important to you. Your wife was and is important to you. And so being honest about what you feel has a lot to do with those three things. Giving yourself alone time, make sure you're journaling, and giving yourself space to cry. So that leads me to the second part, grieving the dead marriage. The second thing you got to do is grieve the dead marriage. Now, grieving is not just crying. Grieving encompasses at least five things on the spectrum of, of, of grief, right? The, um, uh, the, the, the grieving dead people, grieving marriage, et cetera. So grief comes in those five different stages of, of uh, anger, of sadness, depression, of um, you know, complacency or denial, um, and then also in acceptance. Right. And so all of those things, I, I don't know if I list all five, but, but essentially all of those are on a continuum of different feelings. Like, like someday you're going to be bargaining. Someday you're going to be sad. Someday you're going to be angry. And someday you're going to be denial. Someday you're going to be in denial. And the next day you're going to be in acceptance. Right. And so it kind of goes all over the place. It's not, it's not like you just ascend through these things. It's like back and forth. Some days I'm really good and other days I'm not. And I felt that in my own marriage when I was going through it. There'd be days where I'm happy and I'm good. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden something will trigger me and I will just fucking lose it just lose it. And that's what leads me to this, this part of like, how do you do, how do you grieve a dead marriage? So the first thing, this is what I look at is you got to honor the marriage by putting it to death. You have to honor the marriage by putting it to death. What's that look like? Well, I mean, if you want, you could do a funeral. Um, I know people will burn pictures, things like that. Um, I'm not really into burning pictures. I think I've done that when I was a teenager. Um, but what I did do with my marriage stuff was I did look through um, our wedding photos. Um, she actually gave them all to me and said, here, you, you deal with this. And I looked through those pictures and I cried. I absolutely lost it. I cried because what it did was it showed me my heart cared number one, but it also allowed me to release the emotions and feelings I was feeling over that trauma of divorce. Because when you're grieving, what you're not, you're not grieving the past or grieving the future. Right. See, it seems like you're grieving the past, like, oh, look at these wedding pictures. But no, what you're actually doing is grieving the future of what could have been had we stayed married. Right. And so that's that's where it's at. Um, so giving yourself that time, I gave myself kind of like a little funeral to the marriage. And, you know, I looked at the pictures. I cried. I, I honored the marriage. Guys, I can't tell you. I can't express to you because so many of you get so mad, so angry. And you're just bitter at your ex-wife. You're bitter at the shit that's happened and you don't fucking deal with it. And so you don't even honor what you had. And that's dangerous fucking thinking. It's selfish. It's childish thinking, to be honest. Absolute childish. It's all, oh, I'm going to take my ball and go somewhere else. Then She hurt my feelings. All fucking ego. All ego. 
So I think that you need to honor the marriage by putting it to death. You can have a funeral for it. Another thing I did was I grieved at places we used to go. So I actually took a trip on my own. Um, highly recommend taking trips when you don't have your kids um, to, to do this. This is part of my journey. I took a trip to Florida where, I, where my ex-wife and I were married. And I went to um, the home that we lived in when we first got married. It was weird to see it. I hadn't seen it in 20 years. Um, I also went to another house that we lived in. So a couple of homes we lived in, a couple of places we used to go in a town that I hadn't been in in a long time. And I went there and I just sat outside of those places and I allowed my heart to breathe. You just literally, I pulled up, put some music on and I just sat there. I looked at this place and memories flooded back. Memories of us in that house, memories of things we did, sex in there, arguments in there, great times, bad times, uh, watching movies together, all those things. They were beautiful things, guys. I'm telling you, stop being so fucking angry. I, I'm still I, I, emotionally good right now. I can feel the good emotions for what I experienced during that time with her, where even though it ended up bad, I can still honor the marriage that I had. I can still honor the good things that I had. Just speaking about it makes me feel good and joyful inside, not because the thing is dead, but because there were good times. And so I sat in those places and I grieved and I allowed my heart to grieve. And any time in the future, and I've done this before, where if I feel something might still be there, I will go to our old house that's a couple hours away or whatever. And I will sit there and I will, I will ask myself, hey, how are you feeling? Is there something here you need to release? Because we keep all this shit inside thinking, oh, I'm tough. I don't need to cry. I don't, I'm good. I don't want to be angry. I'm not going to be this. And, and all it does is it, it builds anxiety. It builds depression. It builds all these things for no fucking reason because you can't let shit go. So grieving those places you used to go is a powerful, powerful weapon you can do. And number three is creating new memories. This is the moving on part. What I love about this, love, love, love about this is now we get to choose our identity. We get to choose who we want to be, who we want to become. So number one thing is create new hobbies. Find new hobbies. Find something new to do. Um, I moved into a new house in a new area, a new city that I hadn't lived in before, so it's all new. Then I, um, I found a new gym. Um, I found a new church. Uh, I found new friends, right? So new hobbies, new friends, and new traditions creating new memories and all those things, new relationship for me ended up in a marriage um, that came from, you know, we created new traditions. We created all kinds of stuff. Uh, my kids, I created new traditions with my kids, right. That I didn't do with my ex-wife before. Why? Cause it's important. Your kids want that. They don't want to just do what you and mom did. Give them something new, show them, Hey, we're still a family. We're just a different version of the family that we had before. Some of you need to latch onto that. You're still a family. Your family is not dead. In fact, it could be even better. Nothing will replace my ex-wife as the mother of my children. No person can. My current wife cannot, and she knows that, and she says that. But at the same time, we have an incredible family dynamic now. We have an incredible family that we have built, also with her kids. And so combined, we have seven children. I have four. She brought three. I got seven now. It's incredible. We got three teenagers. It's sometimes it's really freaking hard. But it doesn't matter 
you create new memories. So new hobbies, new friends, new traditions. That's how you start to move on. I would say if you really are dealing with pain in a hard way, art is one of the best things you can do. Art therapy, um, drawing, painting, sculpting, music, any of those things. I did a, a, a podcast with Joey on this a couple, like a year and a half ago called the M3, or 3M method or M3 method for you know, uh, dealing with pain and dealing with all this stuff. And that was one of the pieces that we talked about. We talked about journaling. We talked about music and, and all that. Go listen to it if, if you need to, to, to hear more about it. But honestly, doing any type of artistic type of thing will change your brain. It will change the way you think about things and how things are. It will, it will create new neuron, new neural uh, synapses, which is how the neurons fire between each other. Sorry, I don't mean to get all psychological on you, but, but your brain will start rewiring itself for new things. And you start to have a different outlook on life because you're doing new things. That's why the guys in Thrive, they get done. It's, and, and it's not like we do perform magic on them. We don't like give them some like holy smokes insight and that they're just like, whoa, you guys are God. No, it's what it is, is they do the work. And when they do the work that we give them, they suddenly start to have new things happen, new hobbies. They build new friendships. They create new traditions. They learn from each other. All of that happens because they decide to do the work. So guys, if you want to get over your wife and move on, you got to be honest about what you feel. You got to grieve the dead marriage and you got to create new memories. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.